Welcome to Dr. Evidence, everyone. Again, I'm Bob Small, and uh, I have uh, Dr. Todd Feynman on the line with us right now. Uh, Dr. Feynman, are you there? Here I am. Okay, good. Luckily, we have gotten a phone caller. And, uh, caller, you're on the line with uh, Dr. Todd Feynman. Do you have a question? Yes, I do. Thank you, sir. Uh, A lot of my clients are asking for research data or case studies, and I'm looking for some of these things for my own alternative sensory-based therapy practice for children on the autism spectrum. It's one of 20 in the country, and we combine auditory, visual, and vestibular stimulation all at one time on a computerized therapy machine. I collect a lot of data myself, and there is a lot available on each modality separately, but not on the combined simultaneous sensory stimulation that we offer. Okay. Wow, you sound like you must be a doctor yourself. Well, my partner is. I am uh, in education, in fact, come from uh, elementary special ed education background. All right, I won't interrupt anymore. What was your question again, sir? Uh, The question is, where uh, where might I find some research data or case studies on the combined simultaneous sensory stimulation that this system offers. There's a lot available on, on uh, vestibular, auditory, visual stimulation, typically used by occupational therapists separately, but just not on this combined therapy that's, uh, that's about 10 years old. Well, as you know, there, evidence can come in two forms. It can either be published, published in a medical journal, published on the Internet, published somewhere, And our company, Dr. Evidence, when asked to find evidence that is published, we will go do a a sophisticated and and framed search for that evidence. So if the question is, what is the evidence for this modality in the treatment of autism, we would search under the the name of the treatment, we would search under the, the disease you're treating, and then we would search for studies that have specific outcomes. I don't know what outcomes you know, this treatment uh, ends up resulting in, I assume it's, you know, really, you know, improvement of autistic symptoms. So we would search for published results um, everywhere, you know, in international databases ranging from PubMed, the Internet, wherever that published research might exist. And then there's, as you know, unpublished results, and those unpublished results exist either in hospitals or clinics. Like you said, you have results in your own location, so a patient or a doctor or facility can afford to pay for that type of service. We call it a concierge-type service, where we go reel in unpublished data and analyze it on behalf of a client. Unpublished data is, you know, much more difficult to find and then much more difficult to organize and analyze. Correct. It depends on what you want. If it's published data, that's easy to find. We, We have search engines and librarians, and we combine all of that to find all the studies and load it into a a web-based portal and send it to our clients. If it's unpublished evidence you want, that that requires more of a, you know, uh, evidence-type concierge project. Okay. So it sounds like while a lot of data is being uh, collected right now, there's not a whole lot of published results for this type of therapy at this point. We're sort of in the collection stage. All you have is anecdotal evidence that it works or, or it's effective. But until it you know, goes through a randomly controlled trial comparing that therapy to no therapy or that therapy to another therapy, right. you won't know conclusively whether it's effective or not. 
That's correct. Yeah. So if there's no published data on it yet, then then it's all a matter of collecting the unpublished data and analyzing it, or at least setting up well-designed trials to measure whether it works or not. Well, it sounds like there uh, there may be a lot of unpublished results out there that would uh, that would require uh, some analysis by uh, by myself and my partner at this point. Yeah, I mean, you should call every either you do it yourselves or you hire us or do you know do something, but you you got to call every doctor or or clinic or who therapist who's providing this type of therapy, asking them for their outcome data, you know, how many patients they're treating and, and what methodology they're, you know, what treatment methodology they're using and then collect the outcome data and compare it to another therapy. Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much. Sure. Thank you, caller. Thanks for uh, calling in. As the caller was talking, Dr. Feynman, I, I got the impression, at least I wanted to ask, how would he go about hiring you to do this sort of thing? Although it's a service we provide, finding published data and, and doing concierge-type services where we actually create evidence from unpublished data, it's not a business we're encouraging because we kind of have a wait list on that right now. I see. But if you're interested in that service, if you have an interesting project, if you have a, an interesting question that you want to answer to, you want us to find evidence to answer a specific evidence question, such as, you know, what's the you know, most effective treatment for metastatic melanoma or whatever, um, you submit your question on our Getting Started page, which is at www.doctorevidence.com, and you submit your question and your contact information, and then we evaluate the questions, and, and we will uh, approve interesting questions, and then call that client and submit a proposal. Okay. Well, we have another caller, okay. so uh, let's go to the next caller, and that is Mindy. Mindy, go ahead. You're with Dr. Evidence. Is that me? That's you. Oh, hi, Doc. How are you? Good. Uh, my name is Mindy, and I'm a 49-year-old young lady who just turned 49, actually, and I just developed um, semi-high blood pressure. It runs in my family, and I've been avoiding meds for as long as I could, and my doctor said, enough, you're going to really hurt yourself. He put me on Norbask. And when I started reading the side effects, you know, I read some of it, then I just throw it in the garbage. I guess like me and a million other Americans do this. Um, it's not going to, you know, whatever. If you get dizzy, you get this, you get that. Don't worry about it. Um, I've been on it four months now. My pressure has become normal. And I don't want to stay on this the rest of my life, be on medication. I guess my question to you is, are there certain blood pressure medications safer than others? Let me convert your question into a framed evidence question. The okay. question I assume you'd like to know or get answered, is what is the evidence for the most effective antihypertensive medication to decrease the risk of stroke, heart attack, or death, or any complication secondary to hypertension, right? Yes. You want the most effective therapy, right? Right. And then the second question you want answered is what is the evidence for the safest medication to treat high blood pressure? In other words, you want evidence that shows the lowest rate of adverse events related to, you know, right. uh, fainting or, or rashes or whatever you're talking about, gastrointestinal problems. Mm -hmm. So you want the most effective therapy and the safest therapy. Yes, I do. The only way you're going to get the answer to that is to look at the actual evidence. There's, you know, there's, there's hundreds of blood pressure medicines and, and probably a dozen different classes. Mm -hmm. There's the ACE inhibitors and there's... 
calcium channel blockers, beta blockers. You're on Norvask. You know, there's, there's other drugs out there. So the question is, are you on the most effective therapy? Is it the safest therapy? And you have to look at evidence. You have to look at actual studies that include patients who are Norvask and compare the outcomes of those patients who are Norvask to patients who are on different therapies, like uh, Zestril or Prinerville, right? Right. So you want to look at the evidence comparing different drugs. And then more importantly, you should probably look at evidence comparing your drug to no therapy to make sure your drug is actually better than doing nothing or doing um, diet or weight control or exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, but am I supposed to do all this research on my research on my own? And is there a site I can go to where all this uh, information is provided? Because it's yeah, a lot we, of work. We're, we're actually databasing right now all the evidence regarding these drugs. Oh. And it, it, at the end of the summer, probably you'll be able to go to this database and look at all the evidence regarding blood pressure medicines, Thank and you'll you. be able to find patients just like yourself who are on Norvask and other blood pressure therapies and find out what happened to them, what percentage of patients on Norvask had a stroke or a heart attack or how many, you know, how many had adverse events, side effects. You'll be able to compare those numbers to patients who took other therapies, and then you'll be able to make an informed decision about which is the best drug to be on and you'll be able to compare that drug to no therapy or that drug to non-drug therapies to and, see and if there's you, a, you know, a, a way to get your blood pressure down without drugs. Right. Well, I'm on the drug, and, of course, my pressure has, has been great. So how do I get off of it? I mean, do I have to watch it weekly if I want to go off? Because I'm, I'm pretty – my weight's good. I diet. I exercise. I'm, I'm in pretty good health. Um, so does it have to be monitored weekly? While I'm oh, off the drug to get yeah, off Yeah, we don't, as you know, we're the evidence company. We don't give recommendations or opinions. We only provide evidence. Just, okay. So okay. it's That's up fair. to you to, when the evidence database is completed, I highly recommend you go in there with your doctor. Okay. Look at the evidence and determine what you think is the most effective therapy for your high blood pressure. Okay, super. Thank you very much. I appreciate sure. it. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you for calling in. I have another caller waiting right for us now. And Lorraine, you're on with Dr. Evidence, Dr. Todd Feynman. Hi, this is Lorraine calling. How are you? Great. Great. Um, I wonder if you can help me. My parents um, a little bit older. My dad goes to a VA hospital to get his um, medication and uh, recommendations for his condition, which is hypertension and diabetes. My concern is the crossing, uh, cross effect of some of this medication, and I don't know specifically what he's on, but how can we, um, how can I know whether or not there's any effects that one drug is going with the other one? Are you talking about, are you asking about drug-drug interaction? Yes. You mean whether a drug... Uh, decreases or increases the effectiveness of the other drug? That plus, I've noticed um, a change in his personality at certain parts of the day, like a couple of hours after he takes his medication. He's very aggressive and then, you know, gets tired very quickly, you know, kind of goes up and then all the way down again. And again, I don't know exactly what medication he's on, but will your um, database be able to provide information about how drugs cross over each other and what their effects are? Yes. As I was saying in the last call, the database should be done by the end of the summer regarding uh, diabetic pills and, and blood pressure medications. And that, when you go into that database, you'll be able to see what percentage of patients on your father's drugs mm -hmm. have the symptoms he has. So you said he's having memory disturbances? 
Yes, a little bit of that, as well as just being a little um, aggressive in, in um, you know, combative verbally and that kind of thing. So the question is, what is the evidence that any of the drugs he's on can cause aggressive behavior, personality changes, yes. memory disturbances? Yes. Right now, all you can do is go to get opinions from medical websites like, you know, WebMD or... You can get opinions from the pharmaceutical inserts that you get from the pharmacy. Right, which are you can get opinions from your doctors. <laughs> what you need to know is what percentage of patients on your father's drugs or combination of drugs actually get these symptoms. And what you really need to know probably also is what percent, what tests should be done to determine the cause of his symptoms. What if it's not a drug? What if it's right. something else? That's you right. may need to have more tests done to, term, to determine the cause of his personality changes or memory deficits. That also can be, the test that should be done can be found in the evidence. Oh, that's fantastic. So the, your website then will have, like, criteria that someone would go in and fill in and then out pops out either articles or recommended places to find the evidence. No, we provide the evidence. Oh, when you'll the provide database it is also. done, it's going to... We don't provide recommendations or opinions. We just provide the data, how many okay. patients were on this therapy. So let's say, he's a, what's the name of the drugs he's on? I don't know. I'm sorry. He's so private with all that. Okay, let's, let's just call it drug A and drug B. Okay. So he's on drug A for blood pressure, drug B for diet. Let's call it drug H for hypertension right. and, and drug D for diabetes. Okay. So you would go into the database and you would, you would look up drug H and you would see what percentage of patients on that drug have his side effects. And if the, if the number is really low, then you might think to yourself, well, maybe it's not the drug. If right. the number is high, you might think it is the drug. Then you would look at drug D, the diabetic pill, and see if that therapy, that drug can cause his, the, the symptoms he's experiencing. Right. And then you make an informed decision based on the numbers you see, how many patients actually on those therapies get his symptoms. If you're not convinced at that point, if you're not convinced it's the drug, then you've got to find out why he's having these problems, right? Yes. Then you've got to get tests done. You've got to figure out the diagnosis. Okay. And then you've got to get the right test done. So at that point, that, the database regarding diagnostic tests won't be available for you, but you can ask our company to look up the evidence regarding what tests more ac most accurate at diagnosing the cause of memory deficits or aggressive behavior in elderly patients. Okay. So it's all about getting the right diagnosis. Right. Right. And you got to, you know, get the right test done, and you got to get tests done that are highly accurate. Won't give you the wrong diagnosis. Right. Well, it sound, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can't wait for this to be up and running. It sounds like fantastic, and um, I know that I'll be using it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about evidence. We provide data, numbers, you know, what really happens. So not someone's interpretation. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's exactly that. I mean, you, it's evidence, as they say, is somewhat in the eye of the beholder. Somebody might look at, let's say, a blood pressure medicine, and it shows that it prevents 10% of patients who take this medicine end up having a stroke. Somebody might look at that and say, well, you know, that, that evidence doesn't prove it works. Somebody right. else might look at it and say, oh, that evidence proves it does work. You right, 90% of it's, it. It's looking at the numbers and making informed decisions. Okay. Sounds great. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much, Lorraine. Great calls today. Yeah, and if, if you'd like to call into uh, the show and have a question for Dr. Feynman, you can call us at 661-5051, 661-5051.
Well, Dr. Feynman, how's, how's your week been? Good. Databasing evidence, finding evidence, reading evidence, all about evidence. Evidence <laughs> never sleeps. <laughs> 30,000 medical journals and hundreds of thousands of research articles published every year. How can anyone keep up with them? Nobody can. No human being can keep up with that. Doctors, patients, experts, nobody can keep up with that many studies, which is why we started Dr. Evidence. We're going to com- take we're going to convert all the important studies into something that's easy to read. So at least you have a fighting chance at being able to keep up with the relevant evidence. So if your kid has an ear infection and you want to find out if antibiotics are better than not taking antibiotics, you can, instead of reading 30 studies on antibiotics versus no antibiotics, mm. you can go into our database and pool the results of those studies and see once and for all if there's any evidence, proof, facts proving that antibiotics cure ear infections better than no antibiotics. You're going to get the bottom line information. Yeah, I mean, you get the numbers. We don't tell people what to do. We don't tell them whether it works or not. We say what percentage of patients who took an antibiotic or an ear infection were cured versus patients who did not take an antibiotic. If, let's say, the evidence showed, you know, 80% of patients who took antibiotics for an ear infection were cured, versus 70% of patients who did not take an antibiotic, you know, you might conclude that it's not, you know, antibiotics are not much better than no antibiotics. But if the difference is 80% versus 20%, that's a major difference. That sounds very interesting. So it's, it's, a, it's a numbers game. It's all about probabilities, numbers, and that's what people, that's what doctors and experts use to to make an informed decision. Now we're going to get that evidence to patients so they can make an informed decision. We're, we're like the Robin Hood of, of evidence. We, we, t- we get the evidence from the experts and, and get it to the people. That's what we need. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Todd Feynman. You are the uh, president and founder of Dr. Evidence. This is why you are so knowledgeable about uh, the Dr. Evidence product and uh, medical evidence in general and why we, we love having you on the show. Of course, it's your show, Dr. Evidence. Um, We have just about a minute left, and I I just uh, wanted to thank you again for for coming coming back on the show. We had a couple of good callers today, and uh, we'll be on again next week at this same time. And be sure to call us, 661-5051, if you have any question uh, for Dr. Feynman uh, in regards to medical evidence and, and how you could best use it for your medical situation. Thanks again, doctor. Bye. See you next week.